It's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mile novices. An argument by... Boyle Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. Hi everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to the first champ.ie podcast of 2023. Uh, a couple of our colleagues have gone AWOL. Um, we forgot to tell Mr. Groom that you actually do have to start work again on the 1st of January, no matter what you do New Year's Eve. Um, and uh, as for Mr. Coyle, well, he's gone searching winners. I don't know where he's gone. If anybody sees a man who looks as though he's in a mess and is asleep somewhere in the corner, say hello, will you? It's probably Tommy Coyle. So we are down to two, but the show must and does go on. And a very happy new year to the founder, the governor, what he's been called a lot of other things as well. Uh, Barry Doyle, welcome. Now, let's have your mic. Uh, before we go through the the, uh, the races, let's just deal with the housekeeping and we'll deal with the winners a little bit later on. Happy to say we did have people last uh, edition who managed to get the qualifying two winners into their five cars and we are giving away a free bet, courtesy of Boss Wars. We're giving another one away this coming week. Um, and what you've got to do is find the winners of the five or try and find the winners of the five races uh, which we will be uh, putting the spotlight on in a moment or two starting with the uh, 150 at Sandown uh, and then you've got to obviously like and subscribe if you haven't already shame on you if you haven't <laughs> you then put your five casts down below the video and away we go it's as simple as that so let's get straight stuck into it. We do have a special guest coming up uh, later on as well. It's a mystery to me as well. Barry's in charge of the special guest department this week. So for what you are about to receive, etc. Um, let's start with Sandown. We've got basically Sandown Saturday and Nace Sunday under the spotlight. The thing to remember about Sandown is it's good to soft, soft in places as we do this but rain forecast on saturday morning and that could soften it considerably and um, let's start with the 150 this is the first of the races on itv and a field of seven uh two mile chase thirty thousand pounds in the pot field headed by the welsh raider the last day and um, barry i suppose inevitably at this time of year you look at charlie Deutsch and venetia williams as probably a starting point with Ferrero Bamboo here. Yeah, he's my pick for the race, Mike. And um, just to say, it is a very competitive... We just have seven runners in here, but it's uh, a fairly competitive class too. I mean, the three at the top of the market, you've mentioned them, Grey Diamond, Carrageen Rock, Ferrero Bamboo, all with obvious claims. Uh, Carrageen Rock could be the potential improver in here. He's just a six-year-old, was a winner over course and distance last time. But the, I suppose the... The reason I've come down on Ferrero Bamboo is he, he was due to go over two and a half miles at Cheltenham in that abandoned meeting. He was entered to run in that Caspian Caviar Gold Cup. Um, he comes back here. The pace angle is the, is the key bit for me here. There's plenty of pace on, even though there is seven runners. I have it down that four likely to be 
pretty handy in the race. Um, whereas Ferreira Bamboo would be happy enough to, to sit off the pace. He, he made the running on his last start and they tried new tactics, but I reckon that was just really a pipe opener. He seems, tends to come alive um, in, I suppose, in, in, in January time. And of course, he is a course and distance winner as well. Um, he was just beaten six lengths in the Grand Annual last season off a mark of 141. He's a pound lower here off a mark of 140. If there is a burn-up up front, um, I think I, I can see this horse um, staying on the best uh, up that sand down hill. And uh, look, he's, he's a very consistent sort as well. I have it down. He's only been out of the places twice in his last nine runs. Um, and I think a pound lower on ground he's going to love. This is his time of year. I think Ferrero Bamboo um, could take a bit of whacking here at 100 to 30, Mike. He's my play for the five cast. Who did you like? Well, I went for Carrigan Rock um, and as much as anything else because we know he likes to jump around Sandown. And to me, Sandown is a quite unique challenge, obviously, with those railway fences. He has been an unsafe conveyance. There's a couple of Fs in his form figures. But that win at Sandown, that's why they've come back all the way down from um, Lucinda's uh, yard in Kinross to Sandown again. And I think, as I said, the fact he's won round Sandown is a big plus in yeah. my eyes for that race. But as you say, in the weights, didn't pretty he? competitive seven-runner contest. Yeah, he, he got a fair hike in the weights. He's gone up uh, a total of nine pounds for his win. That was, of course, at Sandown. There's, uh, the three at the top of the market, they're all course and distance winners. So it's going to be fascinating. It's not a an absolute massive fancy of mine, but I do think Ferrero Bamboo could take a bit of stop in here. I suppose the next race we're going to look at, Mike. Yeah, it's the Tolworth, the 225. This is the year about Tolworth. It's the feature. It's the, well, it's the first grade one of the uh, year in Britain. And, of course, we've then got the grade one in Ireland on Sunday. All uh, is two uh, big pots, and they're all, I think, uh, members of the uh, Facil Vega Avoidance Society. Um, but this is another pretty difficult race to work out. Um, you've got authorised speed two from two, uh, winner at the meet, winner at the track last month. Uh, you've also got uh, Tamaris, who is uh, two from two and highly touted for the Cobden Nichols combination. And I, and I don't think you can actually rule out. It's a bit of an unknown um, because normally when you think of the Isle of Evan Williams, you think of staying chasers. Uh, but they were talking this this horse up, this uh, Lastro boy, after he beat in edit star last time. That wasn't uh, mm. Force Lass. Um, but he's not without a chance either. In fact, it's one of those, isn't it, Barry, where if you look at these right, and you try and go down the elimination route and cross out, you know, that's got no chance, that's got no chance, that's got no chance. There are very few that you can actually say got no chance in. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's a, it's a super little contest. Eight runners. Um, the two races are shaping up great. The two big novice races this weekend, great ones. We're going to come to the Lawlers and Ace. Let's stick with this. Um, the top three, I suppose, are the most interesting. Autorized Spreed, Tamoris and uh, Arctic Brezel. There was absolutely a pile of money for this Arctic Brezel uh, before he beat Mercury down at Cork. And, uh, of course, he, he was it was a fairly expensive uh, horse after after winning or after coming second actually in, in a point to point um so obviously they think a lot of that Rona groom has been raving about arctic Brazil in my ear um ever since uh this this horse really impressed me 
at, at Haydock. So he's obvious chances on deep ground, uh, hit a bit of a flat spot. You just worry a little bit maybe about the form um, being let down by sizing Potsy since. He's dropped well down in, in, in the ratings uh, since that. He's been beaten twice sizing Potsy. So maybe that was a bit of a false rating, 143. Um, and, and what has Timuris really beaten is the question. Um, I absolutely love this authorized speed. And my one worry in the race is, is there going to be a definite pace in the race? And I just hope there is, because I think the faster they go, the further this horse is going to win by. Obviously, Arctic Brazil is unexposed. His jumping didn't really impress me last time. Authorized speed is going to have to improve his jumping, but I think the faster they go, the better he is going to jump. Um, he's two from two over hurdles. I absolutely love the way he opened up, uh, coming to two out at Soundown over course and distance last time. Um, you mentioned the rain. The more rain, the better for him. Uh, he was fifth in the champion bumper last season, uh, the first time of the British runners. Um, I think that's going to be a big plus in his favour as well, his experience in bumpers. He was not the finished article last season. He's still far from the finished article. Um, but I think those five runs in bumpers are going to suit him. When they quickened up last time, his jumping got better as the race went on. He made an absolute howler at the last. But I just think it's just pure ignorance um, at the last. And I think in a better quality race, when they're going harder, the faster they go here, my worry would, would be they would go a crawl and something like this. Um, and, you know, he, he, he's, he's over keen. He impressed me at Lingfield. He really impressed me last time. Uh, I think he's going to take the world to beat him, Mike. It's a favourite for me. 15 to 8. I could see him going off a lot shorter. Um, and uh, just to note about the Nichols yard as well. I mean, the, the yard has been absolutely flying all season. It's the first time now they've dipped slightly below 20% in terms of strike rate all season. So just wondering how long he can keep churning out these Saturday winners as the season goes on. I'm with authorised speed. Arctic Brezel is going to have to improve, which he can do. Fascinating runner. Um, but I'm all about authorised speed. Just to note as well, you mentioned the Evan Williams horse, Mike. Uh, Lasteroy, that beat Tamoris in a bumper and it's unbeaten. So you're right to say that that has, has an each-way chance. What's your, what's your pick? Well, I also want to mention one other that I think has got an each-way chance. Um, <coughs> Because I was watching uh, the feed the day it ran, and it ran a Sandown, a horse called Colonel Harry. And Jeremy Stone's had a good season, having a good season. This link up with um, Gavin Sheehan is obviously uh, positive. It was uh, it won at Sandown on the day when racing started on good to soft ground and ended up being abandoned when um, there was water, water everywhere back in early November. It's not been seen since. You can see that going well at a big price. Uh, but I'd also, as I said, I, I actually think that the, the Welsh horse, Lastra Boy, you tend to immediately dismiss it because it was forced last, but it's got experience. And these are all one races, so it's not easy at all. It's not, Mike. Just to note about, um, you mentioned Lastra, that beat in Edit Star in its sole run over hurdles. That was Johnny Burke's uh, horse to follow for the for the season. So they clearly, the George team obviously hold that horse in high regard. It looks um, as though it was for Foss Lass. It looks to have been an above-average race. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to note as well, I do think about authorised speed. He will have learned plenty from that last uh, flight at Sandown last time. I think you'd have a lot more respect for them. Well, you, you know, you now we, we move from the the young guns like Barry to the old <laughs> fogies like me. But this is an absolute <laughs> cracker. This veterans chase. 
in one of the most successful series uh, that's been brought in for many years. Seoul won it the first time, and it always produces um, a, a good field. And this is a, a maximum field of 18, and, and they will come up without Sandown Hill. The crowd will love it. Um, last year's winner, Prime Ventures, in it. Top weight Ramsey's detail has been competing at very high level. And you've got the Mayor Snow Leopardess. You've got Bally Andy for the Twist and Davises. Um, elegant Escape. Interesting Harry Cobden riding for, for Joe Tizard. And uh, Venetia Williams is doubly represented and she's done so well through the years. Sadly, of course, with uh, Hobland Savoy. And also here she's got co-star Sivilla and Shambar. Interesting, perhaps, that co-star Sivilla is the one that uh, Charlie Deutsch will ride. And then you've got Lily Pynchon, who's done ever so well this year, uh, riding a, a horse called St. Xavier for Richard Hobson. So, again, a, a very open, and there'll be some decent each-way prices around here. Um, Barry, where do, you, where do you go here? It really is a, a very, very good race. It is. And you mentioned last year's form. I think that's... And that's the route I've taken into the race, Mike. And I've, I've picked out an 18-to-1 winner for the... Champ.ie li champ listeners, hopefully. Um, third in, in the race for the last two seasons. Not Sir Ivan, surely. Sir Ivan, I think, is 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 teed up for, for, for a big run, Mike, once again. And um, I was impressed with his uh, his return, and I was impressed by his most recent start, given a very tender ride by Larkin Williams uh, over a trip plenty short, two and a half miles. I think it was at Fontwell. Um but just looking back to the last the, the race last season, he's been third the last two seasons in the race. This is his Gold Cup. He's eleven pounds lower than when finishing third in the race last year. Just to note as well, Prime Venture, you give him a mention. Last year's winner, he's back to the same mark as uh, when he won it last season. So there is a bit of a swing at the weights. He's going to handle the more rain, the better. He's going to handle you know deep conditions. It was heavy ground last season. Um, I mentioned Larkin Williams. He takes the ride once again. Knows the horse very, very well. Um, and looking at the, I suppose, the, the, the trainer form coming into the race, Harry Fry's flying. Uh, has he had six it's winners Lorcan in the last Murta, five? not uh, Lorcan Williams, mate. Or L Lorcan Murta. But he's a one. very good value for three pounds. Yeah, yeah. 22% strike rate at the moment uh, for, for, for Harry Fry. Um, and he's, he's an ultra consistent horse, 18 to 1. He's only been out of the places three times in his last 11 starts. That's going back three seasons, Mike. So, um, I'm all aboard this, uh, Sir Ivan. And, and the other one that interests me was Bally Andy. Um, it's hard to believe this horse is, 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 is 12 years of age. Bally Andy is a reasonably likely race, 12 year old as well. He's only had um, seven starts over fences. He went, to, he was a beaten favorite last time. At Cheltenham, over two and a half miles on good ground. Don't think the conditions are going to bother him either. Um, and looking at his rating, I mean, he's rated as a 12 year old, he is rated eight pounds lower over fences than he is over hurdles. Wouldn't be surprised if he ran, ran a cracker at 12 to one. I'd say you like the pipe horse, do you? No. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he's got to away for a start. Um, and you know, he's a, he's a marvelous old servant. The, the, that's the great thing about this, you know. You, do you remember Pete the Feet running in this race as a 15-year-old? Some wonderful, <laughs> great stories. These are all 11, 12, 13. Um, I've got a chance one here, and again, it's at it, an each-way price. Um, I quite like this Chirico Vallis, actually, which is the Richie McLernan, uh, Neil Mulholland, and uh, J.P. McManus 
each way. I, only on the basis of it, they clearly think a lot of the horse um, ran in the, the Scottish Grand National Air back last April because it was a bit of a a one-off the Scottish National last uh, April, April 22, because it was run before the um, uh, entry national because of Easter and one thing and another. But if you look to its form, um, before that at Warwick, third to Eccles Surf in that uh, classic, which is Warwick's big race, which comes up next weekend. Um, but in October 21, at Chepstow, over three miles, beat Kitty's Light. And given what that horse went on to achieve, that's decent form. And when I see 14 to 1, 16 to 1, and of course, um, there'll be extra places in this, I think it's a very good bet. So Chirico yeah. Vallis each way for me. He was one of the ones on my shortlist. I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but Chirico Vallis. Uh, you mentioned the Chepstow win. He was rated 130. He's come back down to 130. And not nicely weighted. And it was a nice return for him, wasn't it, last time? At, uh, yes, at Weatherby. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, and, put and I think, actually, he probably wants more than three miles. And so three miles around Sandown, fast run race. And that hill at the end, I think he'll be staying on. I think he might be a good each way bet. What a race it is, Mike. Yeah. And then the, the crowd at Sandown, they love these veterans. And, be, you know, it's a, it's a great theatre. If ever there was a right place for a right race... Um, it's this, you know, there was all the, when there was talk about Cheltenham going to five days, and, and one of the things was, well, it's going to need extra races if it goes to five days. And somebody suggested the veterans' final, and I said, no way, so because the theatre that Sandown provides is the perfect backdrop for this race. This is one series where the final is where it should be, Sandown. What's your prediction for the ground come Saturday afternoon, veterans' final time? It'll be soft. I, I mean, it's soft. There's some good to soft around now. Depends how much rain you get. I would think the good to soft will go. The we won't see heavy out. in the. We won't see heavy surely in the description. I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if they get the top end of what they're forecast. We might see heavy in places. Um, and of course, there's always the hurdle tracks easier than the chase course. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we end up soft, heavy in places on the hurdle track. But uh, we will see. Let's move on because time presses and I can't have the producer complaining anymore. Um, <laughs> we've done three. We've got the special guest and more to come. But let's go to Ireland on Sunday. And really similar comments uh, that we mentioned about the Tolworth applied to the Lawlers of Nace. Um, although, of course, it's over further. The... Uh, Grade one contest and a field of nine here. Uh, Danny Mullins rides champ Kylie, and uh, uh, Paul Tannen is on Grand Range Claire West. That's how Willie Mullins has split his forces. <coughs> Kennedy on Irish Point and Jordan Gainford on Imagine is how Gordon Elliott has split his forces. What wins this? Um, I don't know, Mike. <laughs> I, 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 I have a horse at, at a bigger sort of price that I'm interested in playing because we got nine runners, which is fantastic. Uh, and what a race it is. I mean, look, there's so many of these um, that, you know, just so un, un, unexposed. I think Range Clare West, look, he really impressed me at Navid. There's no doubt about it. 
um, that I think he does deserve to be favoured, but I think he's a bit skinny at five to four. I mean, he's a seven-year-old. Um, looking at the seven-year-old record in this particular race, a start for you, Mike. Only two seven-year-olds have won the race in forty years. That's the length of time that this are, that this particular race has been. Um, well, branded the Lawlers an ace. Um, five to four. I just think it's a, a small little bit a bit skinny for what he's done on the track. Obviously, he's been a, a tricky sort of a customer to to uh, to follow. We've only seen him in in his life on the track on two occasions, and well. It was absolutely mighty impressive at Navin on soft ground over two and a half miles. I don't think you've any worry with the trip here. Um, he, he is a solid favourite, but at the prices, I just think he's he is a little bit skinny. Um, the pick up all town, and obviously, as Danny rides a uh, champ, Kylie. Uh, Irish Point, arguably, he has the best form coming into the race with that second place effort and just a second start in Ireland in a grade one, obviously, over two miles. Um, I think soft ground is going to be to his liking. Stepping up and trip is also going to be to his liking. Second to Marine National, I think, is is, is quite decent form. Um, Ashra Diamond finished third in the Royal Bond. She's come out and ran a cracker last time as well. Um, that's probably the best form coming into the race. Um, looking at Gordon's record in the race, he's won the race four times in the last six years. Uh, and a pointer possibly towards maybe an Albert Bartlett, more so from Gordon's perspective. Um Five to one, I think, is, is is a fair price about Irish Point. But the one I absolutely fascinated by at a double figure price is Affordable Fury uh, for Noel Mead. He won this with with Monks uh, with Monksland as a five year old back in the 2012. He was running an absolute cracker, I thought, um, at um, at Navan before coming down. Was it at the last? Um, when racing was upsides uh, American Mike. The two of those took each other on quite early. <coughs> I know Gordon has said that American Mike, he wasn't sure if that was the real American right that showed up. But if you look at, say, Don Ryzen, I mean, he's half the price of Affordable Fury. He's come and picked up the pieces as far as I'm concerned in that race. Um, I would be confident that before the end of the season, the best horse to come out of that race will be Affordable Fury. Um, as I said, he's only a five-year-old. He impressed me over two miles six at Galway on deep ground. Um, I'm fascinated they're stepping and back and trip. I think the track will be ideal for him. And given a forward ride here, I think he can run a big, big race, provided he doesn't get locked in a similar sort of a battle as he did at, at Navin last time. And um, speaking to Noel Mead earlier in the season, when I pressed him about this horse, he was he was quite positive on him. And um, I'd say I think this horse is, is, is a proper grade one horse, um, and yeah, 16 to 1 at the moment for Boyle Sports. That for me is each way value, I think. What do you think? Well, I'm dawn rising here. I actually really like the Monksfield. <coughs> I know what you're saying, but the thing is, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And that horse was a, a runaway winner of the, of the John Galvin maiden at Listole. Steps up here. Joseph, your horse is in good form. Um, cousin JJ takes the ride, um, and he'll do for me. So let's move to the final race of the five then. And we complete with the Adair Manor Opportunity Handicap Hurdle. Those of you that perhaps um, not so used to Irish racing, the opportunity is basically it's for conditional jockeys. And it's got a field of 12 in it. Uh, Millen to one. Uh, Connor Smithers for Francis Flood uh, carries top weight here. Henry de Bromhead's got low lie the fields in it. Um, 
Connor Murphy's got an interesting one for JP, which I'm sure my learned friend will address the cause in a moment. And um, if you look down there, there are plenty with chances. Um, this isn't the best quality race um, we've ever seen, but uh, in terms of trying to work the winner out, it's quite tight, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it's. Um, I like this particular race. You sometimes get you know some unexposed type of horses to come and win this. Um, as you say, the it's 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 for eighty to one hundred and sixteen rated horses. So it's not the strongest, but it's always very competitive, Mike. And we have twelve runners. Uh, for this uh, penultimate race on the NACE card on Sunday. I love the race. Um, the obvious one that people are going to be drawn to, I think, here is Kadaharla. Um, if Arctic Breslin runs a big one in the Tullworth, then you know, obviously the form is Frank. It finished fifth when last seen on just his third run uh, that was down on, on, on deep ground down at uh, Cork. He's by Flemings for just the five-year-old Kadaharla representing the, uh, the the Murphy stable. Um it's the obvious one. JP McManus Silks, Aidan Kelly will take four pounds off, having his first run in a handicap and be given an opening mark of 109. That's obviously going to be popular. Um, you'd have to think. I was interested uh, in Tony Martin's horse, uh, Detties, who uh, was very eye-catching at Limerick just two weeks ago. That one hasn't been declared, um, but do keep an eye on that one going forward. My slight worry with that was um, Tony Martin's stable form. He's zero winners from 23 runners. Um, but the one I've come down on, and it's not priced up as we're speaking, but I would imagine, given the fact that it was a course winner last season, and um, you know, it, it, it was full value for that win last season, a four-year-old handicap, is uh, judicialism, if I've pronounced that correct, uh, Mike, for the Hamilton team. Shane Fitzgerald is booked. He was jocked up pretty early. I reckon this has been the plan for quite some for, for quite some time with this horse. Um, he won, as I said, a four-year-old handicap uh, last February at Nace over two miles on soft ground off a pound lower on just a second run in a handicap. Um, he's had three, similar to last season, three uh, moderate runs, shall we say, the first half of the season. Uh, he's dropped the pound to 111. Shane Fitzgerald rode him to victory at Nace last season um, in that four-year-old handicap. And I just think stepping up and trip an extra three furlongs here um, is ideal for this horse. He'll handle the ground, loves the course, obviously. And I think he looks laid out for a big run. That's a judicialism. What do you like? Well, I'm going to try one here. And it's, yes, I, I won't deny the jockey booking I see as a positive. <coughs> um, but the addition of cheap pieces to number six, simply Shabra. Um interests me and that's being polite here um and and also the booking of of uh, michael o'sullivan um anthony mccann trains the horse and uh, was in the mid division division last time at navin behind maxim and we all know what happened that horse then went and did at leperstown uh pulled up the time before at tipperary but if you go back to last season a good second in what looks a decent uh, Maiden hurdle at Fairy House in December. Jonathan Moore rode off the horse that day. And uh, also going further back, had finished second at Ballin Robe in a maiden. And um, we've got to step up, but this is not, I don't think, and I, I'm, I don't think it's a strong race. Yeah, Mike. Um, yeah. Shabra each way might well be a player here. 
Yeah, I, I like that angle because if you look at the winning distance last time from Maxim, as you said, he finished mid-pack, but Maxim, the winning distance was 26 lengths. So not the winning distance, sorry, the, the gap between Simply Sharbra and Maxim, 26 lengths, but Maxim, you know, counted for nine of those between the first and the second. So, and obviously he's come out and bolted up since, and they're talking stairs hurdles. So that's not a bad run, is it, last time? And the other thing too is with this race, um, and so we haven't seen the complete show. There ain't going to be a short price favourite in there. This has got yeah. sort of yeah. seven to two, four to one the field all over it in my book. So you're with Simply Shabra, cheap pieces on for the first time. I'm with the course winner, Judicialism. Hopefully we can get a winner out of that, Mike. Time for five casts, is it? Or time for a special Yeah, well, let's first, let's put last week's to bed. First and yeah. foremost. So we had, what, three winners? Or I say three who went into Barry's legendary receptacle, <laughs> having had their two wins last weekend. Well, uh, well, one of so, these weeks, Mike, the five cast is going to land, but uh, you need two winners. Remember, if you haven't done it, do it now. Get your five casts in. Uh, Barry and I'll give you ours, which will also remind you of the races in a moment. But let's draw the winner out. Yeah, three entered the, the the draw with two winners or more. So congratulations to uh, from last week who got two winners or more: Sean Johnson, uh, Patrick Hickey, who has the the, the banner crest on his uh, profile. So I presume you're from County Clare, Patrick. Uh, let us know in the comments. And uh, Adam Bramhead also with two winners. And uh, this time for the the Boyle Sports the Boyle Sports Chalice. Right, bit of transparency here, Mike, so you can see who is coming out of the. Yeah. The hat. And it's the name Ronan Grooms on there. It's a big stewards. <laughs> he wouldn't pick one winner, let alone two in a five cast. Um, no. It's uh, Patrick Hickey, if you can see that. Correct? Patrick Hickey is the winner. So the man from County Clare. And actually, just when I was going through that, he picked um, San Salvador last week, Mike, in that handicap hurdle at Punchestown. So that was a nice, nice winner. And Hermes Allen, I think, was his other. So... Congratulations. Yeah. Get the five cast down. Get in touch, Patrick, via either Twitter a few or the champion email. Salvador sorted, but and we'll get your, uh, so down the, down, he was so far down by the time it went in. It was uh, it was, uh, it was only a, a drop in the ocean. Yeah. Get it, get right. in touch, Patrick. Get, just Patrick, get in touch either via Twitter or champ.ie uh, so at gmail.com is the email address. And uh, we'll get your Boyle Sports account credited with that uh, free bet. Mike, on you go. Special guests to come, but now it's time for us to put our five casts together. So, Barry, um, here we go with the five casts. Then um, I'll let you go first with each of them. So, we start then with Sandam and that two mile handicap chase at 150. And you are with Ferrero Bamboo for Venetia Williams. And I'm Carrigan from Scotland, the Tolworth, the 225. Authorized speed, Mike. Favorite wins it. Well, I'm perhaps going mad, and I'm going Colonel, Colonel Harry each way. Colonel okay. Harry, I just think gets in the money, and he might be twenty to one. Mm -hmm. uh, the veterans race, I probably qualify you, don't you, too, Young Doyle? Uh, <laughs> but what a terrific race that is! And let's salute the series. It's been a big success. This is another very tough race. And Mr. Doyle, it is won by. I think third time lucky for surviving, Mike. 
Well, I will go Chirico Vallis for that. And so to Nace, the Lawlers of Nace, the grade one, you are with. Survival each way is in the last there at 18 to 1. I'm going to go each way 16 to 1. Affordal Fury for Noel Mead, Mike. And I will go Dawn Rising. And to complete the uh, conditional jockeys race, the, the boys race at Nace, 320 on Sunday, also over the same two mile and three furlong trip. And you're with Judicialism. And I am simply Shabra. Fantastic. So there you are. There are your five cast selections from the two wise men. Well, that's what it says here. Um, if anybody sees Ronan Groom, um, we hope to have you back <coughs> time. But if not, well, we'll find somebody else. Uh, but more important than that, good luck with everything you do this weekend. And uh, thanks to Barry, who's put this all together, looks after himself. And uh, we will see you seven days from now when it's going to get really interesting with another really good card at Kempton plus Warwick's big handicap chase and some good stuff in Ireland as well. Champ.ie returns seven days now from uh, myself and from Barry. So from the old and the not so old. Bye-bye for now. Delighted to be joined by Ollie Murphy on the uh, Champtony podcast uh, once again. Ollie, uh, fantastic uh, season so far for you. It's, uh, of course, uh, 39 winners and over 400k in prize money. You must be happy with uh, the way things are going this season. Yeah, they've been tipping away, um, Grant, so they have um, been a very soft start season here over in England. Um, with the frost, we didn't get a lot of rain for late, so numbers-wise, I'm a little bit behind there, kind of particularly after stuff. Quality-wise, I think um, I think the novices around and we're looking forward to the spring. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's a, probably a good place to start, Ali, because uh, you mentioned quality and uh, certainly seem to have a bit of quality in that novice hurdle division. Chasing Fire is a horse that's uh, obviously is unbeaten over hurdles. How is he, and how good could he be? Yeah, listen, I don't know how good he could be to be honest, um, but he, he's won two ordinary enough races very, very well. He's got a mark of 133. I'd imagine he'll get a Haydock for the Supreme style now in the Midland of Jan. Um, and, and we'll is, he, is he one that you would be hopeful we could see in, in greater company in the spring? Yeah, listen, no, no doubt. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd hope he'd be one for those kind of races. Um, he's certainly one of my, my best novices. So, uh, yeah, look forward to stepping up and grade and knowing where we stand. Speaking about graded company, uh, this weekend, obviously, the, the featured race, the Talworth's uh, Novices Hurdle, you have Ukin Tango entered in there. He is a, a big price at the moment, but I suppose uh, he's uh, two from three over hurdles. He looks a smart start as well. Yeah, I think he's going to win the Talworth, but I cannot for the life of me understand why he's pricey is. He, he won his bumper on day before me, bolted up in AMC, then won well and Weatherby under a penalty, and then was second in a supreme trial at Cheltenham on his last start when possibly hit the front too soon. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what else he could have done, but I win the last day, and, and I don't know what price it would have been then. But, yeah, he's done nothing wrong for me. If he handles the ground, he'll definitely outrun his price and uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if he finished the first four. Yeah, super. Well, speaking of smart novices, uh, Chasing Fire, we've mentioned Duke and Tango, strong leader. 
he's unbeaten, two from two, one at Aintree when we last saw him on good to soft ground. What's the plan with him? Yeah, it's just he's a horse I am going to keep away from very soft ground. So I'm not sure exactly where he's going to go. He might go up to Musterborough third there, Scottish Supreme style, um, the back end of the month or early Feb, whenever it is. Or we could wait and go for a dovecote at Kempton. Or if we were to get some more experience, we might run him under a double penalty around a smaller track. But he's a horse with a big engine. He's jumping with better than the last day and it was a unique start. Thunder Rock, Ollie. Obviously, we had with Adrian Heskin on the show recently, and uh, obviously this horse went up to a mark of 150 after w- winning. It's it's uh, on his second start of the season. Were you disappointed with him at Cheltenham? He was the best horse in the race by a million miles. Um, he never got into a rhythm. I, I wouldn't say he didn't handle the track. He just didn't get into a rhythm on the day. He was a hard ride for Adrian, and then came home strong without having an unduly hard time at the same time. So. Yeah, he, he's a horse that's going to go straight to Sandown for the Silly Isles Grade 1. I wouldn't swap him for anything. I think the pond fence, the winning line will suit him real well in Sandown. Um, I think he'll run a, a massive race. He was a shadow of his former self from Utox to Anaska in Cheltenham, did everything arse ways. And I just think if we get the Thunder Rock that turned up in Utox to Anaska, I think he'll run very, very well in the Silly Isles in, in, in February in Sandown. Yeah, just in relation to, uh, to Thunder Rock, just a quick question. Obviously, two things that were different well, than, than, than asking. Obviously, the undulations at Cheltenham was one, but soft ground as well. Do you think, is he better maybe on, on, on slightly better ground, Ollie? Uh, maybe. He won a bumper on very heavy ground, and he's got form on good ground. He's looked very versatile, but I just think the other day he never got in a rhythm. He, he, he was ignorant to jump, and... He's a horse we have to medicate quite heavily, um, and it just timing-wise didn't really work out for him to get medicated again. He was meant to go to Ascot two weeks earlier, so he probably didn't have the most ideal preparation. He's a lot better than that run, albeit he ran very well um, in the circumstances. And I just think he's a very good horse, and if everything clicks and runs down, I think he could come very, very close. <laughs> Okay, we're sticking with Chasers. Dr. Kane came out and uh, he, he obviously won an entry. Uh, and the form is working out because he finished second to Gold Cup Bailey, who's come up and bolted up since. Um, where are we likely to see Dr. Kane? He's a horse you like too. I do, yeah. And he's a bit of a slow burner, flat track and, 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 and decent ground. I'm going to stay away from very heavy ground and a stiff track. Um, there's actually not a lot for him coming up. He was meant to go to Newbury the other day and the ground came up very soft. So I took him out. So, uh, he might be horse be busier in the spring than he will now through the depth of the winter. But if somewhere dried up now in the next couple of weeks, you could see him out again. He needs another run over fences to qualify to run in a in a, in a decent handicap. So he'll uh, he might have to go somewhere small again to get a bit more experience. Fingal Bridge, uh, an impressive winner of a bumper over Christmas. I'm sure he's one you're looking forward to over over obstacles and so careless. Um, two nice horses. Yeah. Um, they run another bumper there in six or eight weeks' time. He came out of Chester well. He's going to be a real nice thing on the third of the next year. Now, Carlos, um, he's for sale. Um, I thought he was a certainty when he ran. Um, the only thing I thought would get him beat is I thought it might have been running him 10 days too soon. My facility froze up there badly over the bad weather. Um, but yeah, a horse I love now. Um, he's a horse definitely to keep on the right side of, and you'll see him in a new set of silks. I don't know which ones they'll be, but. Uh, He's for sale and hopefully he's a horse that, that, that's going to go on to bigger and better things. 
Finally, Little Miss Dante, an act of authority. Yeah, act of authority. You haven't shown me a massive amount at home, hence I went up to Musselburgh, but he pleased me with what he showed me up in Musselburgh. Um, he'll win a bumper in the spring and could be a nice novice hurdle for next year. Little Miss Dante's actually just, just galloped there now away from home. He's galloped well, still running the mayor's bumper um, in the next two to three weeks. And um, yeah, he's a nice filly with a good pedigree and still win a bumper at some point before uh, going out on our holidays. Finally, Ollie, horse to follow for the remainder of the season. Um, I had a bit of a freak accident with a horse called Go Dante. He slipped up scoring the other day, but it's from where he goes now off 128. I always think he's been a horse I've held in held in high regard. Um, I'd keep on the right side of him in a handicap um, wherever he's going um, in, in the next three or four weeks. Um, I thought a horse called Clonic Hilty got a nice mark the other day. Again, another one to keep on the right side of. And um, I am really, really excited about Thunder Rock. I, I don't you saw the best of him the other day and um, I think he could run a massive race to Greg on Ali, super gentleman. Um, I hope to talk to you again soon. And uh, yeah, best of luck for the remainder of the season. Thanks, Barry. And it's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by. Boyle Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is better.